You are now listening to the Pinch of Salt podcast. Where we seek to see students be entertained and sustained with takes on navigating life as a young Christian. So settle in and get ready to vibe with us. Thank you for joining us for our third episode. Uh, we are super pumped today to have Forrest Krasit as our guest. He is our newest staff member. He is um, super involved in worship, and he really can sing. It's kind of incredible. <laughs> he can um, sing. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I know what you mean by that, though, because, like, I remember, like, hearing him sing, and I was like, oh, like, he can, like, sing. Because, you know, every, everyone really can be All a worship right. leader, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. I was like, wow, Forrest could, like, right. sing. He, like, really... I will, I will treasure that in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so glad. Um, yeah. Hope you guys are having a great morning, afternoon, evening. Um, what did you have for breakfast? Did you eat breakfast? I hope you did. Did you drink water today? If you haven't, pause the podcast and go take a sip. Call your mom. Have you guys called your moms today? Yes. Call your mom. That's good. Dad. Yeah. Call your call someone important to you. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Forrest, for being on with us. Um, can you tell us a little about yourself? How'd you get to City Church? Yeah. What were you doing before City Church? Well, I got a little bit of a roundabout journey, I suppose, to getting at City Church, but I grew up in Tallahassee. I went to Florida State. You probably have heard this before, but we'll say it again. I was roommates with Hunter and Josh in college. <laughs> And we were all kind of doing ministry together and doing some things. Wait, Josh wait. And I were... You lived with Hunter and Josh. I lived with Hunter and Josh. Oh my gosh! Wait, you lived with Hunter? Wait, you're telling Hunter me Hunter Levine? Yes. And Josh? That is correct. And Jeremy Mello, right? I actually never lived with Mello, so uh, Mello okay. moved in after I already moved out. Mello yep. was the the other roommate. Yeah, he was. A... Well, if you guys know Nick Cleary that plays bass some on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. he was a roommate. And then there was a, a different drummer that was at City Church named Caleb. Caleb was roommates when I was there, and then Caleb and I moved out, and we added another City Church drummer, Jeremy. So those are the boys. So you guys just, just need City Church drummers. Yeah, bit. just a revolving door. You know, we had one specific room reserved for City Church drummers, and Jeremy <laughs> fulfilled that when we moved out. But yeah, so I I moved away. I graduated FSU. I don't want to say the year; it's kind of embarrassing, but it is what it is. We're just old. I graduated December of 2012. So when Harrison was probably like in elementary school or something. Like I was. That. Yeah, that, that hits hard. Um, but that is what it is. So yeah, I always felt like um, for a few years, I'd felt this desire to do church ministry, specifically local church. So at the time I was leading music for a lot of things like D-Nows or summer camps, but it was always the same influx of you lead for a group of students or a group of people or a church. And then those students will leave the next week and a new crop comes in or Josh and I were at a different church the next Sunday because we were traveling and doing things like this. And there was something within me that was discontented with that. Like I wanted to know what would it be like to be rooted in the same group of people week in and week out. So I took a ministry residency with a church in Mississippi and residency turned into a job. So I was there for about four years, met my wife, we got married in Mississippi. um, we got married in Mississippi, yeah. <laughs> but Sarah's from Oregon, so pretty weird story, but she's from Oregon. I'm from Florida. We met in Mississippi wow. and got married. And then pretty much right after we got married, we moved to Bradenton, coming back to Florida, and I was a part of a church plant there. So for the last six years before coming to City Church, 
I was at the church plant in Bradenton and great time, got to build a music team there and really I would say creative team. So I, you know, helped do all the stuff from social media to photography to the graphic design and video to the music and everything in between. Um, He's multi-talented. <laughs> well, I meet people that are creative and we build teams and get them going and doing mm -hmm. their things, you know. Amen. But I ended up here obviously through my relationship with Hunter and Josh and you know I had known Todd and I've I've a, for a long time just admired what God's doing at City Church um you know don't want to don't want to make too much of it but I bought all Dean's books and all that you know I read you know I was I was in I was in City Church culture so um just That's through, like the bingo card here at yeah. City Church you have all of Dean's books so through Hunter you know I would come up and lead for some Tuesday nights or I would lead for Beach Weekend and I remember just wrestling for I don't know, a little while where we kind of just felt like maybe our time in Bradenton was wrapping up. Nothing that anyone had done wrong. I just think sometimes when God is moving us to something new, maybe we feel some discontentedness or something like, I don't know, like he's preparing us for something else. And I remember leading at Beach Weekend last year, and it was like every time I would lead for salt, it was just, this is what I love doing. Like, this is what I, this is what fires me up in ministry is what God was doing here at City Church. So I remember leading for Beach Weekend a year ago, and I remember driving home. I think I called Hunter on the way home, or he called me, and I was just like, dude, you got to find a way to get me here, man. Like, we got to figure out <laughs> how to awesome. do this. And, That's um, awesome. Yeah, I guess a year later, we just did Beach, beach Weekend a few uh, weeks ago, and here we are. Yes. On stuff. So. I, that's how I always, like, associated you in my head. I was like, ah, oh, Beach Weekend guy. Yeah, yeah. FTC conference. Yeah. FTC oh, yeah. And I did FTC yeah. conference. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Always fun. That's yeah. cool. Awesome. So, Forrest, what we have you on here to talk about today yes. is a nice little topic. You know, I mean, you know, it's right mm -hmm. up in your alley. You right. know what I mean? We're going to talk about worship posture. Um, so, I'll explain what that means. Kind of like, please do. It's a kind of the topic of, um, say, you're at a worship service. You're at someone's house. You're at a worship night, and you see people around you that are raising their hands, mm -hmm. that are on their knees. You see some people around you that are standing there like this, you know what I mean, just taking it all in. Mm -hmm. So we want you to talk about today, yeah. just kind of what that looks like. Um, it's like, are these things biblical? What's not biblical? What shows, you know, do you have to show that you're worshiping God? Do you not have to show that? Mm -hmm. um, so we thought that'd be a great topic for you to talk about. Awesome. Well, let's definitely make this a conversation. And I will preface with um, what we're going to hear is my thoughts. So I can't say that this is like particularly from you know, our elders at City Church, or this is like, this is just for us. This is me talking off the cuff. So when I think about worship posture, I would certainly say when I think about worship in general, we want to be biblical. And I think some of the stuff you described, like raising hands or being on your knees, or even just being somber and reverence, all of those things, I think are biblical responses to worship. I also would say I'm in a place where I don't think we have a right necessarily to look at someone and say, because they did this, they're not worshiping. But then also because they did this, it doesn't mean they are worshiping. I think you can 100% come in and, you know, I think there's some cultures where they're very expressive, which is awesome. But I think you could come into a church service, hear two notes on a song and start raising your hand, but someone's heart and mind might not be in it. So I wouldn't want to just judge automatically based off of someone's response. But at the same time, I would say for me, I want to pursue what does it look like to worship biblically. So when it comes to something like raising your hands, do you have to raise your hands to worship? I don't think so, but I do see it in the Psalms and I know it's a natural response. Like I don't want to call anything out, but I was on a plane last weekend when Miami and Georgia Tech were playing football okay. and 
when the plane took off, it was in Atlanta, mm -hmm. Georgia Tech had a lead, but I had to put my phone on airplane mode, be a good citizen. And I was like, man, what's going to happen when I land and when I land and pull my phone up, what is it about to happen? You know, what's the score going to be? So as soon as we land, I take my phone off airplane mode, pull up the, you know, YouTube TV and Georgia Tech has the ball. Like right as I pull it up, the guy rolls out and throws the game winning touchdown pass. And you know what my response was? Like in the plane, I'm just like, oh, yeah, like yeah. I lift my hands. I'm excited. If you're just listening to the podcast, his hands are up. <laughs> yes. Sorry. If you're not watching the video thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a natural response. So I'd say in the same thing with worship, I want to have my heart in a position where when we're declaring truth and we're singing something that I agree with in my heart, I want to raise my hand and affirm that when we say something like when Jesus is resurrected from the grave, if I'm going to go to Doak Campbell stadium and get excited and lift my hands about that, then I, I have the conviction of, I should allow the freedom in worship to do the same thing. Sure. What would you say to the student who maybe goes to um, salt on a Tuesday night mm -hmm. and they're not really that much in church or anything like that but they kind of recognize and have been around a little bit but they see people raising their hands and maybe they're not comfortable yet to be raising their hands what would you say to that student yeah I think that's totally okay to not be comfortable again I think it's like we ultimately if you're if you're new if you're new to all this again I'm not saying that there's some type of scorecard of like oh raising your hand equals worship like maybe for you what you're comfortable with is taking it all in and seeing what's going on and I don't think that you know I think it's a matter of the heart so I think only God can truly judge that um, but I would say for those of us that are believers I would want to do our best to worship biblically so that means hopefully we're you know picking songs that are filled with biblical truth but then also being in a place where we're not so concerned about what others around us are going to perceive or think about us because really honestly people aren't looking at us anyways you know and I think the more that we can honor God in the way we respond I think that's only going to be a good thing well I love that what I think City Church has worked hard to cultivate and I think you're just amplifying a lot is that like we strive to have a stage that looks good to have mm -hmm. talented musicians but at the heart of it we're authentic and yeah. so I love that like we're trying to reach the congregation and say like however you authentically feel is what you should authentically show mm -hmm. and I and even talking about like how should we do this how should we do that like should is such a loose word I think mm -hmm. in terms of like how we worship and so I mean yes like people aren't looking at us anyways but like what would you say? How can we authentically show that without like the barrier of other people around us? Or like, how mm -hmm. can the student leaders or people who are plugged into City Church, how can we make that easier for the newcomers to come in and, and be able to show authentically how they feel? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, again, off the cuff response here. So I'm sure I could go contemplate this for a long time and we could come up with like a really great answer, but that's not what we're here for. That is not what we're here for. <laughs> so I think first and foremost, we'd have to talk about the purpose of a service. So I think to some extent, there's a difference between what I might worship in my car or what it looks like for me to, you know, I don't know what gets you guys going or fills your tank. For me, one thing I love is just being outside. So like for me, going and playing nine holes of golf by myself, walking, that fills up my tank. I don't know if it's being introverted or what, but it's something about being outside walking being still now i've heard people say that 
that's like worship or, you know, it's, it's kind of become common to say like, oh, we can worship doing whatever we're doing. And to some extent that's true. But I would also say me playing golf, is that worship? Not really. I mean, maybe if I like, maybe there's some guy out there that specifically is like, this is my God given talents and I've handed it over to the Lord for worship. That's not me. So I say that just to say there is something unique that happens when we gather corporately as a local church. Now on salt on a Tuesday, we're the college ministry of city church. When we gather on Sunday morning, we're gathering as the whole body of believers of our local church. And to say that, just to say that, like when we talk about worship, there's something valuable about the church singing together. And I think part of it is just that we're declaring truth when we're singing these songs that have scripture verses in them that have just core tenets of the faith. It builds up our faith when we sing those together. So there's songs that we might sing in our car or songs that we might sing on a golf course or not that anyone does sings on a golf course, but you know what I mean? There's things you do in your personal life that might be worshipful or might fill you up, but it's different when we think in the corporate setting. And I do think even if we're all gathering and just singing truth together, if it's not like crazy people running around and, you know, just revivals breaking out, there's revival in the sense that us gathering and declaring the truths of scripture together, that builds faith and that is worshiping corporately. Would you say that that's something that Christian culture is taking for granted? I think so. Cause I do think we have a scorecard of like, we want, especially when you talk about conferences or things like that, we really, you know, people expect just like everyone's hands raised and everyone's singing really loud. And that's kind of the scorecard of what means God really showed up. And I would say that you know, I've been in a lot of different contexts and can think of environments where, you know, God really showed up, quote unquote. And I remember just something that comes to mind is I got the privilege to lead one time in Africa in this small church in Botswana. And um, they just were gathering together probably 10 or 15 people. And someone was like, hey, you, uh, you're a worship leader, right? Can you sing some songs? It's like, what, what do you mean? Like, we got no production team. There's no lyrics on the screen. They're like, just lead us in something. Um, so I was like, what do I, I don't know, uh, what can wash away my, you know, I just start singing like a hymn and they're, they're singing along and there's no lights, there's no production, there's no all the crazy stuff that we're used to. But I think God was really honored in that because people sang and we united our voices and we sang the truths of scripture. And, um, if you're using the scorecard of like Instagram, it probably wasn't the coolest Instagram photo, but you know, there's a, a scripture where, um, you know, in King David, before the Psalms, before all that, um, there's a line where when God's picking out the king, it says that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And we don't know what's in people's hearts. Only God knows that. That's a word right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's that's amazing. And I love that, like, that your expectation of people is low. Your standard is high for yourself, and that's great. And the expectation is low, and... I think there's just a, a really common misconception or, like, people mm-hmm. that I know that maybe just kind of sneer at church or sneer at, like, at worshiping, like, corporately, mm-hmm. which just means worshiping, like, as a as a group together. Yeah. Um, they think, why do I need to do that? Like, I can go sing in my car. And it's, mm-hmm. like, it's because we are wired for community. It's great. Yeah, it builds up your faith. I mean, again, as somebody who – I know we've used college football a couple of times, but I remember the first time I went back to Dope Campbell Stadium after graduating – I'd been living in Mississippi for a few years. This sounds so weird. It's like, you guys, if you're listening to this, you're probably in the middle of all of this. But there's 
talk about corporate worship, like there's very few things in our culture that we sing together. Maybe a Taylor Swift concert or something, but like in general, we don't sing. It's not part of our culture. Well, you go to a football game when I'd been away from Tallahassee for say three, four years, and I come back to my first football game and there's 80,000 people singing the fight song or doing the war chant. I almost cried. Mm. Like it hit me in my feels because I was like, this is my home. Like, this is my people, this is my campus, and we're singing these songs that we believe in their silly college football songs, you know? And to take that the next step further to the church, yes, you can worship on your own, but when we corporately worship, when I'm declaring Jesus paid it all, and you believe that, and you believe that, and hundreds of us all believe that, it builds my faith because it reminds me that we don't do this alone. Like, we're not just living the Christian life alone. So, yeah, you can personally worship, but, man, there's something awesome when we do it together. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, no, and that just touches on being in community and not alone, which will, mm-hmm. is what we believe here at City Church. Um, thank you so much, Forrest, yeah. for being on the podcast. Great Before be you here. go, we're going to ask you one last question. Forrest, what is your Roman Empire? Do you know what that means? You're going to have to define okay, that. Okay, Forrest, so... The Roman Empire is something that you think about all the time. Okay. What is something that just is random, like off the wall, that you think about hmm. all the time? It's always on your mind. I mean, I just love sports. So, like, I'm, I'm always doing that, whether it's golf or football, or I do random things. I love chess, too. It's kind of off the wall. But I'd say these days, something I'm thinking about all the time. Does it have to be deep, or is it just like... It can be anything. Is... Mine is a sweater. Nice. A specific sweater, <laughs> though. Yeah, no, mine these days is probably just what's going on in, in sports and football season and that kind of stuff. So, oh, and just how much I love my wife. Oh, of so, course. Man. In case you heard you, that, Sarah? In case you're listening. <laughs> yeah. And Nora, too. Shout out to Nora. Nora. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What's your must-have, like, wardrobe item? Must-have wardrobe item? That you, like, if you could only have one, like, piece of clothing that you wore forever, what would it be? Yeah, I mean, one of my goals with fashion and wardrobe in general is to kind of try to eliminate that out of my mind in the sense of like my ideal world is am I wearing no I got a sweet let's go shirt on today but I like those just plain tees and then I try to just have a few of those tees so I'm like when I wake up each day I don't have to have this mental fight about what I'm gonna wear that day it's kind of like I have I have a limited wardrobe I work from and it's purposeful so I don't have you know it's just eliminating decisions out of life so keep keep it simple you know favorite color t-shirt Favorite color t-shirt? Probably like, I don't know, kind of like I'm into gray stuff. So probably gray, something gray or like, yeah, you know, we're all, I'm, this is classic right here. Josh and I with the gray and black right now. Just, it is what it is. So yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast for us. Hey, thank you guys. It was a wonderful time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Pinch of Salt. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at City Salt Pod. If you want to know more about navigating life as a Christian, be sure to check out Tuesday nights and Sunday mornings at City Church Tallahassee.